What is up, y'all? It is your host, Ebony Anderson Brown, aka Unrated Ebony, and I'm here to welcome you back to another episode of Hang Time and Friends Tales from the Crypto. In this segment, myself and multi interdisciplinary artist Armani Boone partner up to explore and document our understanding of the world of cryptocurrency, crypto art, the technology of it all, and what it means for various artists. As a disclaimer, this interview with Latasha you're about to listen to was conducted in April of 2021. That's right, it's about a year ago. Um, since then, Latasha has obviously accomplished so much more than what she shared with us in this podcast episode or this interview you're about to listen to, um, including being inducted as lead artist at Zora.co, um, and now she is head of community programming there. I know it's fucking insane. Um, it was actually quite beautiful to watch as it always is with Latasha because uh, she's just just amazing human being and this amazing artist all around. Um, I already fangirl enough in the interview. Um, so with that being said, I hope that you all enjoyed this episode and take a lot away from this interview because I know I did and I know that Armani did too. Hello, hey. <laughs> hello, hello. Hi, baby. How are you? I'm good. You look I'm so good. cute. Oh, you too. I What's love, up? Look at your shirt. Ah, thank you, thank you. Tie dye all day. Um, um, I just want to say your name correctly, Ormoni. I'm mm. sorry. That's I kind of like that. I heard that one. I uh, like that. Funny. Like, think Giorgio, but with an O. I appreciate that though. That one's that one's fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's wait so say it one more time armani 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 oh it's armani like oh because I, I guess like the o and i kind of i've gotten armoni i've gotten armoni <laughs> i've never gotten this very like very powerful dialect of like armoni. i liked it <laughs> i liked it a lot <laughs> you, you should change that to your artist name <laughs> right? like, that's my that's my Latina coming out. Sorry about that. Um, so <laughs> I appreciate it. No problem. What's up, guys? How you guys doing? We're good. I'm so happy that you're able to do this. Yes. I'm so sorry for all the switching up. My schedule has gotten nuts. And yeah, I just am getting life finally back together, kind of. But, you know, whatever. I know. I'm kind of obsessed with it. And I really like it. Uh, well, you already know. <laughs> People, you see, I'm not sure if you've seen Riley Rittens, but he's like always saying, yo, you're just like always hyping these two up. Like, is there like a fan club or something? I'm just like, nope. It's just been following them just for love. a really long time. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of love. But um, yes, we love you, Ebony. Thank you always for the love. No, of course. Um, but yeah, no. So me and Armani wanted to put this together. I already spoke to you when we were, you, you were doing your, your lessons, <laughs> which I still got to, I got to go back to that because, whoo, world yeah. All in time, whenever you need it. Yeah, um, but it's just, we notice how NFTs is really growing at this point, and it just is building up where there's a lot more artists coming into the space. Um, mm -hmm. So I really wanted to have this podcast almost like a resource guide um, that people can listen Dope. to and also refer back to as, a, um, as an editorial piece. And they can just love like, it. This is where we can go to find this because... 
we don't want people to be afraid of NFTs, especially with the discourse that's happening. We want them to just be informed and educated. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is kind of the purpose of it. And we thought it would be really cool to just get all of the Black artists <laughs> their point of view. Um, <laughs> so we're Black, so that's probably why. <laughs> but we just wanted Absolutely. To, yeah. We just really wanted to get your point of view. And personally, you, you've been seeing a lot of success lately. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you, love. Thank and this you. is still fairly new. So it was pretty wild that this is happening. So we're really happy to have you on <laughs> to discuss this. Armani, did you? I am to honored to be here. Honored to be yeah. here with you guys. Sorry. You already know Ebony and I really dig your work. Uh, my name is Armani Boone. I am a multidisciplinary artist. Um, I love painting, music production. Uh, poetry and I found myself really being into Ethereum and blockchain for a couple of years now. So I really dig the technology. Nice. Um, I'm very much into speculative design, speculative fiction, Afrofuture. So I really wanted to see what would become of blockchain technology. And within the last two, three weeks alone, there's all, all of this cultural discourse, there's all this energy that surrounds it. And this project very much was a way for me to see the cultural impacts and for mm-hmm. a long hang time in Ebony to really understand like, okay, I understand what's happening in the visual artist sphere, right? But in the musical artist sphere, it's a lot different. So can you tell us how, as someone who works between disciplines, like, please tell us about your work, tell us about all of your beautiful music, please, for the lovely people out there. Uh- um, yes. So um, I'm Latasha. I am a singer, songwriter, rapper, producer, all around artist. Um, and I'm also a boss, I guess. I guess you could say that. I hate calling myself a boss because it's all that like, boss bitch shit. But I guess that's my life. I am a boss of my career and my vision and everything that I do. And I've been uh, creative for about 10 years now, more than I've been a creator my whole life, but Mm -hmm. I've been a musician full-time for about 10 years. Oh, full-time of six years, started making music 10 years. Um, So I've kind of always felt like art for me flows as my spirit goes. And so I found myself being a graphic designer at some points, being a filmmaker at other points, being a performance artist at other points. And I really am an advocate of doing whatever your soul and spirit is telling you to do. And um, I'm also big on manifesting work and things of that nature as well. And that's my light work portion of myself. So, as for the IRL world, we'll call it the real world, right? Um, <laughs> that's what I do. But I'm also a part of this new beautiful metaverse that is starting to cultivate itself. And um, I've been really, really excited to just be a voice for some difference in the metaverse and change and transformation in the metaverse. As you guys probably know, the space is very white still there's a lot of whiteness going on in the space and um i've been so honored to be around some amazing black artists coming up in the metaverse and i am a part of the black discord shout out to sursu um and i am also a part of 
like a bunch of different collectives within the metaverse. Right now, we just started a D um, AO, which is I don't know how to I don't know what DAO stands for still, but it's an organization pretty much uh, or a community, um, and it's called Her Story DAO, and it's focused on Black narratives, and it literally started up like at least a week ago, which is beautiful, um, by my homegirl Sin, who saw one of my pieces and was like, yo, we really need to create a space just for Black women and an emphasis on Black women, non-binary and, you know, femme, femme narratives. And so I'm just in a lot of different worlds right now and giving a lot of different things to the metaverse because I believe that it's necessary for right now and forever for the metaverse to be receiving different narratives and different stories and different types of art, not just render poor art, but art in all types of spectrums. And um, I've always been an advocate of shifting the paradigm and shifting the paradigm of what art can be for the world. And so this is my you know, work and vision and hopefully it'll just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> As you know, I'm a huge fan of your vision and congratulations on that. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. I'm guessing the piece was um was from the performative when you were taking off your clothes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The in intro to Latasha pieces. Yes. Yeah, it's funny. Mm -hmm. I still have the poem book. <laughs> it's just right there. But <laughs> no, I love that she created that because it's, like you said, it's very needed. Um, and I just love that people mm. in this space are thinking differently already mm -hmm. because with all the other things that we have um even with like music streaming like how that was taken over by predominantly white males and even though this space is being taken over predominantly white it's still fairly mm -hmm. new to the point where people can make their own space in it and grow mm -hmm. so I, Absolutely. Like, I love that you called it a meta vision <laughs> this is literally <laughs> It's yeah, it's the metaverse, the metaverse. We are here in the metaverse. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah. No, go ahead, Armani. Okay, so within that, so by metaverse for people who are listening, it's the it's that cultural space between the tech, like the actual technology and IRL, AFK, whatever. <laughs> and that's where you're shifting the paradigm, not so much in the tech or in the art, but where it can meet, just for clarity. Exactly. Thank you for that. Um, I, sometimes I find myself just saying these words all of a sudden and I'm like, oh, yeah, people don't know what this means. Um, so how I like to define the metaverse, it's, it's that nice in between space of real world and tech, like you said, or digital. Right. Um, and it's I, I'm not amazing with all the vocabulary yet and hopefully in the next few months I'm going to be like either. giving you guys all the words but um we're hitting the next web which is like web three right and so that's what this world is starting to create um crypto is starting to be a part of that web three internet that we're going to see and as someone who works who's very like community-minded who's operating outside of notions of capitalism and being very mindful of all of these intersecting systems how do you like how do you work that in something that the space made itself so like hyper capitalistic and like very anti-environmental <laughs> how do you negotiate the world you're trying to create with what the technology tried to instill you know 
So I want to say it's so complicated, right? Because we live still in a capitalistic world and the mindsets that we often are dealing with are just capitalistic. And um, I too am dealing with my own notions of capitalism that just have been in, ingrained into our systems for years, right? Right, competition, yeah. all this stuff has been ingrained for years. So my unlearning has been figuring out how to do the heart work in it and like really focusing on heart work in everything I do. And that could mean many things that could be, you know, art in healing, art in changing narratives, art in shifting paradigms of what people think and mindset and all that, right? So that is what I've been pushing into these spaces is, you know, perspective and transformation on perspective. And I often feel like when we say capitalism, we always give it this negative connotation, but to me, capitalism is a very neutral thing, right? It's a neutral, without people, capitalism is this neutral idea of just making as much as you can, right? And just trying to figure out how to survive, right? Once we start bringing in bodies, especially the white body, it becomes a different situation. And so how I'm trying to figure out this whole metaverse thing is creating ecosystems for people of color. That's like my main situation because most of the times we're dealing with people of color who just don't have it and can't give it and can't figure out how to share it and are dealing with their capitalistic mindsets already and don't understand that. And I think what the metaverse could really create is just an ecosystem where we're giving to each other and we're sharing and we're figuring out how to really transform money in a whole different mindset, right? Like, for example, the Her Story DAO, right? What was beautiful about that was like, it was a community of people that came together and was like, we're going to own this piece in this space, you know, and we're going to give to Latasha for the piece. And now we're going to do that again for another woman, right? And just keep that cultivating within the space. So now I got a bag, right? And I could use my bag to, for another woman. And that woman could use her bag for another woman. And then the, the cycle continues, right? And that's how you create a new kind of ecosystem, right? If we do it right. And if we do it in a heart-centered, heart-worked way, that's what I could see happening throughout. And this could, this could really break the chains of what we've been dealing with just in America and the world, period, right? Like money is the probably the biggest issue we're all dealing with all the time. <laughs> and so what I love about the metaverse is seeing money as a new energy. Um, and I think oftentimes I speak on money as an energy and people are like, what does that mean? And I feel like when you're in the metaverse, or within crypto, you start to see the flow and exchange differently of money and value differently as well. I said a lot there, but I hope that that's plenty. Very much. <laughs> I really love the when you were touching upon like how this this metaverse space it kind of plays with our the idea of value and ownership and money mm -hmm. and that 
with the heart and work that you're putting at least from like what i'm like decoding from what you're saying is like wealth isn't inherently bad like wealth Mm -hmm. it is the greed and it is the lack of distribution of it and that's like exactly it's, it's like we're moving we're traveling in between theory and practice and like the weird blend of theory and practice because technically the ether isn't real right like <laughs> ether isn't a thing we're making well a, it is a thing it's it a, is a thing. thing it is a thing but it yes it's a it thing is a because thing. we make it, it a thing. And yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. The thing in itself, like the way the technology is, it just makes sure that everyone knows you got the thing. Like, okay, yes. okay. Latasha, they, they bought this. This is theirs. This is their authenticity. And I think also, perfect segue. So you, I noticed you were making a lot of visual art, right? And you started getting more comfortable with drawing and getting more comfortable with your visuals. Uh, do you have like, how do you work with your ownership of these things, right? Like as you're playing with the different types of value and how they're being sold and et cetera. Well, what's beautiful about um, this whole world is that I'm keeping my copyright of everything that I create. So what is actually being collected is more so data not the piece, right? So once I put something on the blockchain, what someone is bidding on is the data of that thing being put onto the the blockchain pretty much, right? And yes, it will go on their gallery and it's for public display and all that, which is the most important part for me. Um, But what people are collecting is more so the, 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 the moment, I like to say, of that thing, right? Or how I also like to look at it is like when you have an art gallery, right? And you put up a piece in an art gallery, the person doesn't own this art piece, but they own this collection of it, right? Like this version of it. So I I, I put an autograph on my art piece and that means something, you know? That's kind of what is happening with my pieces on in the metaverse. I, I, this is like an exclusive Latasha piece. You own this one piece of that. Or sometimes I do multiple editions, which there's only 10 of them available and the collector will own one of those pieces as well. So I hope that answers your question about like how the ownership is feeling. Oh, I, think, I think the other part that I've been trial and erroring through is like value for sure Mm -hmm. and like figuring out what value is and like being honest with myself about what I feel my value is worth and pushing myself to know that I deserve more than I usually would put up for something right and oftentimes black women feel like they have to, you know, put their art up for a certain amount of money because of just the way this economy has worked on Black women for centuries, right? And I am doing my best and pushing to be a representation of Black women with wealth and worth in this metaverse because I want to see more women receiving high ETH bids and et cetera, et cetera. And I want women to feel like they deserve that when they put their bid up. I want, you know, I want my next girl who's going to come up here and be like, I saw Latasha put hers up for two ETH. I'm going to put up mine for three ETH and let's see this go, you know, because that's that's what's going to really change the world to be just real 
plain and simple. I feel like artists change the world. And the more that um, artists are creating and receiving, the more they're going to create more futures in their mind and the futures will become manifestations onto the planet. Yeah, wow. Sorry, I'm just like taking that all <laughs> I'm just taking it all in. Because even the part that you said, I'm just like, because I've always said, everyone that we've met with so far has said that the NFTs is almost like an autograph, like a collectible. So just mm-hmm. from there and your, um, and you, how you analyzed it as like an art collector, I'm like, yo, this is dead ass like an art collection. But I think mm-hmm. the way you described it was like the best interpretation of like how someone who is new to the space can think about how that ownership is still is still there. Yeah, that absolutely. is a huge issue, especially that's the scariest part. Absolutely, that's yeah, the scariest part. And I, you know, I have that. I had that in my mind before I started. I was like, okay, what does you say ownership? I don't like that word because <laughs> first of all, I, I keep all my masters. Like yeah, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. So yeah. We really wanted to meet with like musicians as well. You're the first one we met with that's um has this wealth of knowledge, and I want actually want to get your thoughts or your opinion like the difference between. Hmm, Armani, you might have to back me up on this because I may not I may not articulate it the way I want to, but I'm thinking of as far as like music. Um, because you said masters, you have those masters, yeah. and like you can take that anywhere. Where, mm-hmm. like, and Armand, you've said this so many times where it's like the physical art, like you just have that one piece. <laughs> so, like, I try to be like the voice of like the super nervous Morty. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> this, this technology is wild, I don't know. Um, and, like, but I'm, it's like, a good point to bring like, up. Because- with a smile, but <laughs> that's literally like my life. But like, for example, the difference in like, let's say I have this art piece and this, this joint's mine, this is my baby. No one mm-hmm. can take this from me. If I have photos of it, if I have scans of it, and that proliferates, like that goes around the web, no matter what, this piece is mine. And if I were going through the throes of a traditional art market, like working through Sotheby's or a gallery or something, that's its own beast. And we kind of- Shuffles through paper. It's all right. And if we also are like, my brain just like flop so we're kind of working through it like a weird digital mirror of that Mm -hmm. and i've noticed i've been a bit more sensitive to the art world like the visual Mm -hmm. art world where people are like we already have adoptables why Mm -hmm. would you uh make have this for a jpeg or like why would you spend this much money on this or that um what what is the significance of this system but on the flip side I haven't seen the same energy or discourse from the audio Music. production world mm-hmm. because it, it it has had its own phase, its own phase yes. of art theft. And since like LimeWire, which is yes. like a famous example. So yes. like, I get where visual artists are coming from and seeing all of the problems that occur with them. And like, I my heart hurts because I'm like, dang, like I thought this was the future and y'all really messing it up. But yeah, talk about it. Musical artists, I'm like, they kind of been through this already. Like, what? <laughs> they, they all they looked at the internet and they're like, man, I thought this was the future. Why are you messing it up? And like, 
I wonder the the difference in experiences because yeah. yeah I mean I played in both worlds because I, I also do visual art so I get that and um as for music this is my big F you to the music industries I often think so um because streaming definitely messed up everything for artists um in the, in the sense of like, yes, I get way more fans through streaming because, you know, if my song ends up on a playlist, you know, all of a sudden I'm seeing way more fans through the playlist or whatever. However, there's so many gatekeepers that we're dealing with within streaming. We're dealing with Spotify in itself as a gatekeeper. We're dealing with labels as gatekeepers. We're dealing with all these people as gatekeepers, right? And now what the metaverse is doing is saying, F you the gatekeepers, right? Um, and allowing for a collector or an actual fan of mine to revalue my art, right? And show value back into music. And so how this works, and it's still, you know, being processed and figured out is like, one, I get to keep with the platforms that I've been working with, which is Catalog and Zora. I get to keep my copyright. So if I wanted to put my song that I put on catalog onto DSPs, if I wanted to put it on Spotify, all that, I could still do it. They actually push for you to do it. Um, and YouTube, all that stuff. They don't, they say, keep doing IRL, keep being in the real world um, and pushing your music through that. The second part of it is I receive a royalty. So just like um, if you do like an art, piece, right? You receive a royalty off your piece after it sells for the secondary market, right? So every time my piece resells, I'm going to get whatever royalty I've chosen. Mm. So oftentimes I keep my royalties at like 30%, 40% around that era, right? And then the third part of it is if my collector decides that they want to bid on my piece, they too can add another royalty to it. So I've had situations where I put up a 30% royalty, you know, secondary market royalty, and then they would put a slice, that's what it's called, of another 10 or 15%. Sometimes I'm ending, I leave with the payment for the collection, right? And 50% if this thing sells again, which is amazing and insane and creates a different kind of value, you know, than what streaming has been doing to us. Um, I have not put up anything that is like on my DSPs onto um, the metaverse. I'm big on one of ones because I feel like there's an exclusivity that I'm giving my collector with that. But I know that I can if I want to. And I know that, you know, the dope part of it is like, we love the exclusive thing, right? Mm -hmm. We love the thing that everybody can't touch, you know? Yeah. And so to have it on streaming or have it on catalog and somebody be like, this is my exclusive Latasha piece. You have to go on my page for it. And, and this, you know, that creates a connection that I didn't have before with my fan. Right. Like I get to like literally give my fans something that I just like made for them or for this metaverse. Right. And um, I love that. I love that about, music in the metaverse and I love that it's creating value again 
yeah. in music, you know? We had Patreon and we had these <laughs> other ways of doing it with the subscription and stuff, which is cool. I'm not hating on none of that because I feel like that has been a great way for a lot of artists to, you know, make money. But there's there's this now that I could literally, I've made 3K off of a beat just like, putting it up and I have a 30% royalty every time that beat sells. And I know the next time it sells, it's going to be like 10K, you know what I mean? Um, And so it's just really cool to see value back in the music again. Makes me think of like Wu-Tang and their jewel encrusted box and like their own secret album. Right, right. Person can have. And I think, again, playing with the whole idea of value and scarcity. All right, so from what I gather, the metaverse in itself isn't like, man, every artist, this is your salvation, but rather another tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? absolutely. In its current state with its with debates on regulations and upcoming changes in protocol, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. there is like, it's like Wild West world. And mm-hmm. the benefit of Wild West is there are no special Spotify uh, There's no rules. Yeah, and that's the benefit and drawback of there being no rules, right? It's like, yeah. don't tell me what to do, but dang, I have to tell me what to do. And right. <laughs> that's, the, that's the scariest part, having all that. And I think, like, my only last thought, and I think we're released, is, like, the the cost of the metaverse, right? Mm. The environmental impact. Like, do you have any thoughts about that I know like things are changing in July and no one, I don't know why anyone's not talking about that. Yeah. Our listeners, um, essentially the cost of blockchain, the environmental impact is in decoding and mining it. Mm-hmm. And that costs a lot of energy. We will get you mm-hmm. back in the show notes, but an upcoming change in July is basically shifting the way ether is mined and trying mm-hmm. to incentivize the cost disincentivized trading and the cost of it right. which by impacting the miners you impact why it costs so much energy which may shift but mm-hmm. i just wanted to give them the information but also see your thoughts on yeah metaverse. i i think one i think a lot of information out there is misinformation and we need to be careful about the type of information that's being you know, pushed out. Um, I think the misinformation is also something to be said about who's giving out that information and why they're giving out that information. And oftentimes it's because people of color are coming into the space and making that bread and getting back their power, right? And so that is something to be thought about in this world, right? I'm not saying it. That's I'm not saying like, yes, we're not doing like this is not a problem. This is a problem for sure. But I think we have cars. That's still a problem. (laughs) We have we have so many different things that have been problems in our earth. Right. And then all of a sudden, because people are making some of uh, some income and taking care of thriving, it's it's this conversation. Right. I have seen a lot of different discourse around what is going to change. And like you said, in July, they're really talking about like new offsets and new ways to deal with Ethereum. Um, I'm really excited for that. 
most of the um, platforms that I've been using, like Zora and Catalog Works, they already have protocols working on just the offsets. And there's like other things like Nifty Gateway does one. And I think Super Rare has one as well that they've been working on offsets and just paying that up forward. Platforms are really the ones who have to focus on that. Um, I do try to take care of paying attention to my footprint and like just like how much I'm using. Mm-hmm. So I've I've and this I've minted like 40 pieces already or more than, but I really have spaced out when I mint. I've really been really adamant about like just the little things, right? That I can do as an artist because I'm not a whole platform, but I'm a, a, a just a little artist in my garage making art, right? So like I turn off my power, I do what I can do to just like, you know, take care of the environment how I can. And I think that's all we can really do until this thing, you know, shakes itself out. It's still so young. You know what I mean? And that is the problem. Like, as soon as a new idea that people don't understand comes out, they find ways to create issues around it. And instead of solution, you know, and I I, I want to find I'm I'm like, okay, cool problem here. What's your solution instead of saying artists can't create or artists can't make income? Like that's that's terrible because the honest truth is they want to control the service market again. They want to control artists and artists are now getting control back and don't have to take on so many service jobs for people anymore. Right. We're moving into a new world. And so artists is icon now. And that is a scary thing for companies who have been disservicing artists for so many years. So yeah, that's my perspective on this conversation, but do what you can to help the earth always, always. It's very much like it boils down to how do you interact with the environment? And it's like, yeah, what is our personal responsibility? Exactly. And everything. And I think it, it is pretty fair to question that with a general, in a general sense, especially because a lot of things are in flux. Yeah. 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 What's up, y'all? This is your girl, Ebony, or AKA Unrated Ebony. I just wanted to pop my head in real quick and just thank y'all for sticking it out this long. Um, You're almost done with the entirety of this episode. Obviously, you like it. So if you can, just please like and get this podcast a five-star rating. Um, and if you want to receive updates for Hangtime and friends, um, just follow us on social media at Hangtime Magazine. You can also follow me, my personal socials at Unrated Ebony. Um, I post a lot of Hangtime updates there. Um, and if you want, you can also subscribe to our Patreon for updates, exclusive content, like definitely get like bonus content and more. Um, but yeah, that's all that I have to say. And I'll let y'all get back into the episode. Thanks. All I'm going to try to do is give you guys like my truth and hopefully it resonates, you know, but like, I'm still very young in the metaverse too. I'm not like a professional in this thing yet. I know tons of amazing people who have been doing it for a long time. I'm just grateful to be in the space the way I have been and just speak in a different tone. I like to say, um, than a lot of people have. And, um, as a Black woman in the space, we have to continue to represent right now, you know? And um, 
that's all I can do. And if they try to shut us down, you know, we gonna come back for it. So yeah, Amen. we already know. Yes. <laughs> that's what's up. And like other people. No, I think that's it. We only have five minutes. I don't yeah, know how yeah, soon it's going to be. You can just gonna kick us off. <laughs> that's true. Oh, snap. Okay, well, in any case, uh, anything you have five to- minutes. I just want to just say thank you. Like, for yes, real. Thank you so for much like, for your time. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I'm so happy that I could do this with you guys. I'm sorry again for all the switch-ups. But I'm um, just so happy that I could do this. And if you guys have any other questions, you guys, you know, hit me up on Twitter at Latasha. And um, I have a lot of new, well, I only have two more mints coming out and then I'm taking a sweet little break in, G- in May and, G- and then June, we got some good stuff coming up. But um, yeah, but I'm just so excited for you guys. Thank you. And thank you for having the space for us, for real. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you. Really of course. Well, where um, can the people find you? You said Twitter. It's called me Latoya. Yes. Yes. yes, Twitter at Call Me Latasha. I'm there all day. Find me there. Um, Instagram, Call Me Latasha. Um, all that fun stuff. I also have music on Spotify. Um, just look up Latasha with an accent on the A. And um, yeah, and I'm on all the DSPs. Music is out there, Bandcamp, all that good stuff. Yeah. And um, I have a meditation tape out. Go and check it out. It's on Bandcamp. I'm not putting it anywhere else but Bandcamp because I believe in something about that. And um, yeah, a lot of good new things coming up. So just be on the lookout.